0: to jour, and willkommen to our first book podcast at Modern Life Pod. We're doing En Prince of Papier, a Prince on Paper, by Alyssa Cole. If you're not familiar with the series or the book, don't worry, neither was Sam. We're going to talk you through it. Mean Stacy got it. If you have any suggestions or questions, you can always reach us at modernlifepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter or Instagram and just Google Modern Life Pod. We'll come up right there. You can listen to us on any podcatcher or YouTube or just go to our website.
1: All right. So here we are. Prints on paper. Um, I'm really just sidekicking it, so I'm going to hand the mic off to Tabby. Let's do it.
0: Well, let's start with Modern Thoughts. Oh, so, I've been forgetting about the Modern Thoughts the last it? two times. you want no, to redo it? No,
1: no. I don't. <laughs> okay. This is live, baby. It's raw. <laughs> it's raw.
0: Um, so I don't know if you guys have seen that graphic that's been making the rounds on Twitter. Um, but it has like statistics of famous A-list actors and how many female directors they've worked with. Okay. So it's uh, just some of the examples, Ryan Gosling, zero, Tom Cruise, zero, Matt Damon, zero, Will Smith, Jamie Foxx, all these people who are just in movie after movie and they've never worked with a female director. The person who stands out there is Keanu Reeves, my best friend. He's done 13 movies with female <laughs> directors. And then also um, David... Oyelowo, he played uh, Dr. King in the Selma movie, if you remember what I'm talking about. Um, And he has really been making it a point to work with more female directors. And the quote I have here by him says, we can complain about inclusion or diversity or all these words that are just now buzzwords. Um, But if you have the ability to do anything about it and you don't, you're part of the problem. And... Hollywood sucks, but I thought that was really uplifting that there are a few people out there who are, you know, trying to walk the talk and not just show up with their little Me Too pins at galas and then don't do anything about sure. it.
1: Sure. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think a lot of actors would just blame the executives, but, you know, I guess if you're, if you are... Yeah, it doesn't like
0: hold a... up, though, because there's so many female actors here who are making it a point of, like, oh, I'm going to work with at least... One female director a year, or I'm going to seek out these movies. And they have their agents, mm-hmm. you know, organize it in, in that fashion. And sure. I just, you know, you can't tell me that these actors don't have any say in, you know, the jobs they take or influence in the industry. I just,
1: I wonder how many actors are actually passionate, like, about that. You know what I mean? Right.
0: I guess that's the point. Like you if, know, if, then if, if
1: if I'm at the Oscars and Meryl Streep's giving some. You know, speech up there about female directors. Like, yeah, you're just, you're going to clap and agree, but like, how, how many people are actually passionate about like making that like one of their missions to like.
0: Right. And I guess it's just like a publicity thing. Right. Like, like, not like, that oh, they've but Not that they don't. have anything
1: against female directors, but I just wonder how many are actually like, yeah, how many are going to be passionate about that and like make that a point,
0: you know, well, to work we with. We got counter reeves. So <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
1: I'm going to make my modern thought about John Wick 3, which I saw for the second time last night. And I think I liked it even more than the first time I saw it, which was on opening night. And there's all these little... So now seeing it for the second time, I was able to kind of just, you know, observe more because I wasn't surprised or shocked by what's happening. I just noticed even more... I just I think there's an insane attention to detail when it comes to the action in this movie that like to a degree that I have not seen like ever or in a long time. So like when we saw it on opening night, I pointed out that there's this action scene on a motorcycle and Keanu Reeves like switches his hand always to be on the throttle. Like if he's even if he's fighting with his right hand, the the throttle on the motorcycle is going to be on the right, and he puts his left hand on the throttle because like I mean you have to pretend like you keep, you're still driving the motorcycle, right? So there was just like an attention to detail.
0: I don't think he's pretending. I think they actually shot this.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's something I noticed on opening night. And then like seeing it again yesterday, I just, I kept noticing little things like that. Like there's one scene where it's towards the end and he tries to shoot this guy, but he's behind this bulletproof glass. And after the shots, there's just silence. And then you hear like, you hear three of the, the bullet casings drop in the background. And that's just such like an attention to detail of how the world actually works, right? Like, I mean, when, I don't know, when...
0: That water scene still blows my mind. Uh, I, there's a scene yeah. in the
1: water and the gun doesn't really work in the water, like, Like in it's real supposed life, to, which, like,
0: uh, so satisfying. I,
1: there's just all these little things about the action, like, hey, this is how guns actually work. And like... I don't know it's just
0: and i think that goes back all the way to john week one when we were watching the commentary and he um drives somebody else drives the car off Mm -hmm. the road and it it crashes right and the directors were like yeah and it doesn't explode because that's not a thing (laughs) and so we didn't have it explode
1: (laughs) and there's all these other i just stylized details like in the very beginning he tries to take a cab to the library, if you remember that. And I didn't notice this the first time around. He gets stuck in traffic and ends up not taking the cab. And then you see him exit the cab. And it's like this above view of, The traffic and it's all because it's it's playing in modern times so it's just all regular cars but the cab he gets out of is like from the 1950s you
0: didn't see i didn't notice that it reminded me of the shadow like the sunshine taxi (laughs) i
1: just love that it's like hey this is like this assassin world and like you know the assassins take old-time cabs and like (laughs) everything gets written on typewriters rotary phones. it's completely separate from like the normal world but that's besides the point there's just when you like watch the action there's just all this little detail that you don't usually get in action movies or really any movies um which i get it's hard enough to make a movie as it is so to pay then attention to all those little details like oh wait we gotta we gotta make sure we can hear the the bullet casings drop in the background i just thought that was impressive so
2: What's yours, Stacy? Mine is a little bit more of a serious note. Um, I've been reading a lot. I mean, you know, everywhere you look these days, there's like RVs on the side of the road, and a lot of communities are thinking about resolutions because you know these RVs like will leak, you know, sewage onto the streets. Not to mention like the trash aspect, and just not to l- mention like the whole like appearance of them, lines of them on the streets. So, like a lot of communities are complaining about them and how they're how they're dealing with them is they're making it so that they can't park overnight. But the real problem with this is that like there's no place for these people to go because they can't afford housing. So they're like literally, particularly like in San Francisco is like the area where this is mostly affected. Um, I mean, it's here too, but in Los Angeles. But it's also like because of all the tech companies like Google who like pay that these people are some of these people are living in these RVs are like making over like joint income of over like a hundred thousand dollars a year. But to rent a place mm-hmm. in San Francisco is like 3,400 or 2,500 dollars a month. And it's like, okay, I can live off paycheck to paycheck and be making this salary or I can rent an RV for $800 a month and, you know, save pocket, the rest and then go, you know, buy a house back where I'm from, where they're from, like in Georgia, like for, you know, half, like a quarter of the price of what they would pay here. So, I feel like the solution of just like banning you know them from parking overnight is not fixing the problem but the they're also going to this like thing where they're they want to make affordable living but nobody in the community wants that so it's like these rich assholes who won't let us fix the problem but then they're going to complain about these people parking there it's like what is the solution? I don't know. I, I was thinking that why not do like an RV park or something like that so these people can at least have some place to park where it's not on the streets but I guess that's just as big an eyesore as an apartment complex so I just wanted to, it was what my brain was pondering Yeah. I feel like that bubble's gonna there. burst. Something's gonna happen because it's, it's, it's like a serious problem. Well, it's yeah. it's here too. It's just more what's the word I'm looking for? It's like more confined because San Francisco yeah. is such a small area. Um, and then Google just came there, and everything just skyrocketed. But I mean, the problems every big city, but it's like really significant. In yeah, California I was gonna say right it's now. not
1: just like not to vilify rich people. It's not. It's like just homeowners in general. Yeah, there's um, homeowners in general. Just don't they'll vote against that kind of no matter where you are because they they just want their single family homes and they don't want to live right next to an apartment complex for the most part. So. Like not everyone, not everyone in LA that owns a home is rich, you know, but there's still, the majority of those people are still voting against stuff like that. So
2: Well, we got to figure something out. There's got to be some kind of incentive. I feel like if maybe if we gave like an incentive to like homeowners for having, a, for allowing like one of those, one of those like small cost living places to be built in their area, like something has to give because it's becoming a serious problem. That's got to get. Okay, that was my depressing moment thought. No, I, like I
0: like it. Alright, let's move on to uh, Prints on Paper by Alyssa Cole. I made Stacy read the whole series. I didn't make you, but you did. You just read them all. Okay,
2: <laughs> well, I mean, so this is like the third one in the series. I kinda had to read the first couple ones because it built they all build on each other.
1: You just answered my question, not knowing anything about this. This so this is the third one in the series?
2: Is there more than three? There's five, but two of them are like small sampler books.
0: Yeah, but hmm. but with okay. romance novels, it's supposed to be written in a way where you can just pick up any book in the series.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, and you totally can. You just this one, I feel like, in it's particular, it's so rewarding.
0: All the characters. I, yeah, I feel back. like if you
2: don't know the background, like you really wouldn't appreciate her character and others in the book a little bit more because they really they do kind of build on each other and they definitely explain like how who she is. Like if you didn't read the first one. You really wouldn't understand Naya, the main character in this one. So, and we should really talk about what the book is about and give a little forecast. Can,
0: just before we get into yeah, yeah um, just before we start the book and introducing our heroes, the heroes. I just want to say something about Cole's writing because a lot of times uh, with romance books, somebody has just written a romance and then plugged in blank characters. And I'm like, well, I don't even know why these two people are in love with each other. I don't know what they're, what they're bonding over, what their interests are. And Alyssa Cole does that so well, especially, best example of that is probably the Reggie's book, where you just have these two nerds who are, before they even are brought together in the book, I know exactly who they are as people. I know what their family life is like. I know what they're into. It's not just these blank slate characters that are forced into, like, close proximity. Like, her writing goes beyond just romance. And that's that's something I really appreciate about her development of her characters.
1: Like, she's actually a legit author that's doing romance?
2: Well, she does, like, romance... She does romance in different sections, right? She does, like, the one modern one, and then she has a sci-fi one, and then she and has, a like, historical, a dated and, like, historical yeah. one. Um, huh. But her her ability to actually develop the characters is the only reason I feel like I'm not a romance junkie I mean I am in terms of movies but Mm -hmm. I'm not in terms of books like this is not my genre this is not something that I normally would read like it it doesn't interest me um the first book I actually had like it, it I had a harder time getting into because I wasn't into the genre at first um so the fact that she could bring me in and want me make me actually like read a book in a day that that's a challenge because mm-hmm. um, i can literally i'm a fast reader but i like if i'm not interested like it'll take me weeks to read a book
0: right hmm.
2: so i mean she definitely has the probably the best character development i've seen in a, yeah. in, a in a novel in yeah. a while
0: and that's not dependent on oh everything's fixed now that we found each other like every person has to figure out their own things like a relationship isn't going to magically
2: fix all your problems. I I just love the small details she throws into her books. Like you know, you never think of after like a, after a sex scene you'd have like the character like get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like that's something that physically females have to do after they have sex and it's something that's like never talked about even in a movie. This she like included it. And I was like so impressed by that and the fact that they would mention that like you could get like a you know, they make kind of like a joke out of it, if I'm not mistaken, in the book, in the first one. Don't they say something about it? You can get a UTI. I mean, she's oh, a yeah, scientist. She's, yeah, she's So open. it's like really important yeah. that you know, like the fact that she would think like that And the fact that they would bring that into the book just shows, like, how much she would, like, develop those characters. Yeah. Because it's so something that she would think about because, you know, she that's what she does. Like, she's a scientist. And none
0: of them feel the same. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I'm reading with some romance genres. I'm like, yeah, this person has a different name, but all your heroes, like, feel the same. Yeah. They all look the same.
2: No, they're all developed quite individually. They all have their own little quirks and how she can think like so many different females is quite impressive yeah that's you know? true yeah. um just because you know if you've got all types like you have the scientists and then you have the like Nerd. tech nerdy and then you have like the socialite that has like her own issues yeah. and then you have you know naya which is the lead in this character i mean in this novel i keep saying nia
0: because
2: naya or nia i don't know
0: johan says naya and she's like don't call me that so i'm like is it nia it's NYA. Or
1: is Naya short for something?
0: I thought was it was. Is it Nah? Is it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Nah. I was saying it like Johan was saying it. Um, so we've got. Yeah, let's just talk about the two main okay. characters. Um, we've got Nia. She's from. Both of these people are from fake countries. Nia's from Tesalo. Yeah, it's know. basically Wakanda. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's Tesalo. <laughs> it's kind of like Wakanda. And then Johann von Braustein, he's from Lichtenburg, which is like Luxembourg and Liechtenstein put them together, that's where he's from. Hmm. Um, And in the book, she she mashes his dialogue together and I thought that was so cute and so well done and just delightful. And it's not like a real language, like she's not trying to be Tolkien, and she even makes fun of it in the book, like the main character's like, oh, isn't it just German and French smashed together? Yeah. Um, But I just really loved that, especially because a lot of the words actually did make sense. Like, I could figure out what he was saying, Hmm. like, based on my knowledge. You know, she wasn't just putting gibberish in there. The only thing I had a problem with is one of the villains' names, his last name is Assholder. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's a little too, like, crude and, like, on the nose for me. (laughs) That was the one thing where I was like, was this really necessary? <laughs> you never
1: mentioned this before.
0: His last name is Arschlocher, oh and I'm like, really? God. Like, But that's the only time I was like, I can't follow you.
1: <laughs> Wait. Oh, it's just assholer?
0: Arschlocher. That's his like, last name. I thought you name. said
1: assholder.
0: Yeah, but that's what it like. Yeah, it's ass- assholer. That's ass-holer. not a last <laughs> name. <laughs> I was like, that's "That's a a bit much.
1: (laughs) Right on the nose.
0: So Nia is... I think they're both around 30 years old. She's been sheltered all her life, and her dad is actually in prison for trying to kill the heron from the first book. And Nia has to deal with a lot of that. She lived in New York for a little bit, and now both of these people are coming back to to Tesolo for a wedding. For Uh, the
2: couple that was in the first first book. book. So... um, it's Who she has become, like, best friends with. So and they're her father, cousins. Yeah. And now they're co- Like, well, her and the... Okay, so her and the groom are cousins, and then his... No,
0: her and her. Oh, and yeah, the, no, no, no. Her and, the, her yeah, and Naledi Naledi sorry. are cousins. Yeah. Um, and then Johan is the best friend of the groom. What I really love... And I double-checked this with um, the author, too. I messaged her on Instagram. But Nia is um, on the asexual spectrum, so she's had a lot of trouble just finding somebody and connecting with people. Uh, So she plays a lot of, like, dating games, which plays a huge part in this book. So she plays One True Prince throughout the book. And it's one of those games where you keep getting messages, like, in the night. There was a game that was really big a few years back. And I almost bought it, but it was, like, $60 if you add up all the, like, microtransactions. And I'm like, I'm not buying a $60 phone game. (laughs) Like, that's ridiculous. So Johan is... The stepbrother of the actual prince of Lichtenburg. and he is
2: kind of a playboy. He's always in the tabloids. Well, explain the backstory on that. It's not that he he chooses to be that tabloid. He has a younger brother, mm-hmm. and he like when he was younger, um, he had like they explain in the book that he kind of like got picked on a lot because he was quieter and a little more sensitive than most kids, and so he continuously got picked on. He's
0: also bisexual.
2: Yeah. And, um, and then, so to protect his brother, when everything, when he knew his brother was gonna be king, he like decided that he was going to take on this persona of like this untouchable playboy that isn't sensitive. So basically, he created an alter ego, um, one, to protect his brother, his younger brother, from the tabloids, and two, to kind of protect himself too, because um, he's kind of like against love and doesn't believe in it because he feels like his mom um, gave up her whole life for. Yeah, king, so and then ended up like dying
0: the mom had a heart condition we meet both of these characters on the 10 year anniversary i believe of the mom's death and she she's basically like a lady die even her name is like lit to like if you break up the name it sounds like lady die um so she was a commoner who was married to the king of lichtenburg and that's how Johann kind of became part of the royal family And I actually really also like the relationship he has with his stepdad and that progression, how that develops. Because he kind of resents him a little bit for taking his mom away, right?
2: I feel like he resents him not for taking his mom away as much as for he blames his father, his stepfather, for the death of his mother. Because she ends up dying from like a heart, her heart like pretty much giving out on her. And he thinks that it's because she gave everything to being queen and being his husband and that he leaned on her too much and by leaning on her, put too much pressure on her. And then that was what ended up giving up making her heart give out. So he blames her blames him for that and kind of blames love for that as well because he thinks that his mom like lost herself in it and put like the king before her own Mm -hmm. and her Mm -hmm. own child. So that's like a lot of resentment. Sorry, is that accurate? No,
0: nope, that's great. So both of these people are on the same private jet, but don't know it. And I actually thought this meeting was really adorable. That
2: oh, it was a total, totally cute meet, cute.
0: Yeah, so these they already know each other for like a year, but Johan refuses to speak to her because he's really into her, so he doesn't want to go approach her, and she's like, wow, what a dick. What a total well, yeah. playboy. <laughs> she, yeah, <laughs> well, she
2: thinks that she is like no confidence like sexually because she's not had she's completely inexperienced so she doesn't really think of herself plus her father kind of put her in a glass bubble yeah and there's something
0: uh, about him poisoning her too yeah you didn't didn't get that from the beginning Uh, i
2: kind of got that from the first one he would anytime she would like think to like um go out of her way or like like challenge him he would like make her feel sick by the teas that's how she knew about the teas oh okay so that's I like the whole thing something
0: hormonal because no. she said she hasn't gotten her period right yeah but it's because
2: he would like literally because of all the shit he was giving her every time she he would make himself or her sick um to be like oh look how weak you yeah, are Yeah, look how weak you are look how weak i am i need you and it was like this game because she says i think i'm i'm not 100% but I'm pretty sure in this book she says that she started getting her period more regularly. like she she starts getting her period more regularly now that like all the shit is started to like come out of her system. Right. That's actually how she knew about the poison in the tea that he was giving her cousin. Her cousin because she was and that's also how she knew to give her the medicine. Cuz you know remember like the, yeah. like the stuff she gave her and um because that's what she was giving herself to like kind of ba- counterbalance her father. So.
0: So um Nia is not looking forward to coming back because she's basically the daughter of a traitor to the throne or whatever. Yeah, and so. a lot
2: of people like can't believe that she wouldn't know about it or thing. And I think she that wasn't in on it. That she was in on it, and I get that was the the only issue that I had because she kind of did know about it, but she didn't.
0: But she acted on it in a way that she knew yeah. how to act on it at the time.
2: Yeah, no, and I think that that was it. it, it just. I think that's her own turmoil in the book too is that yeah. she kind of knew and she could have done more but she didn't understand the full extent of it but she knew, I don't know, I, if there was like a balance in there with her where she, it was like a, in inner torment which kind of like is why she seems so weak at first. Yeah,
0: so she's playing her dating game. She's like, I'm getting tired. I'm going in the special bedroom of this private plane but it's Would dark think in Which she's there. not alone. Yeah, <laughs> turns out Johan is already in there sleeping with his teddy bear.
2: <laughs> please remember she is warned like there are so many Like the, do you remember the, uh, the flight attendant like, yeah,
0: she's like are you sure you want to go in there and she's like yeah I'm tired what are you talking about
2: yeah completely <laughs> baffled by that but I guess she didn't, nobody realized that she didn't know that the other guy was on there with her
0: she panics and she gets out of her phone can't find the flashlight so she starts taking like flash pictures of Johan
2: in there. With his teddy bear. With his teddy bear. But remember that they actually both fell asleep, and then they wake up with, yeah. like, arm around, like, completely yeah. cuddling.
0: But that would terrify me, too. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, who's in here? Um, he then does kind of, like, his his playboy thing, because he's, he's not in a good mood. Again, this is the day his mom died. Um, and she, she starts crying here, which I kind of appreciate, because sometimes when I'm so upset and tired and I get angry, I just start crying. And that's what, makes him, that's what makes him realize, oh, I'm being a total douche. And he kind of apologizes.
1: Wait, is he... Ec- I have to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he actually sleeping with his teddy bear? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. No, his, How old to, is this guy? He's 30. He's 30, but he has like... Um, this was like the day his mother passed away. Got it. So it's really hard for him to be... Let
1: me guess. The mother gave him the teddy bear?
2: Yeah. Okay. Did she? I think that it's his, like, teddy bear from, like, when he was little. Like, it's not just any teddy bear. It's right. Like his t- it's like, his, there's like another scene. I, Doesn't it have remember. like a
0: funny name too? I didn't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's like, it's like his teddy bear from when he was baby. Okay, all right, all I right. think he only sleeps with it when he's upset. It's not like an every night.
0: So um, he leaves after they kind of make up, but she's like, wow, he's still total douche. But he's also kind of hot. And we find out here that he's secretly funding, um, he has this network of charities. He doesn't want anyone to know about it, so he does it all in like accounts that are kind of hiding his name. This will come back later.
2: <laughs> Wait, I um, don't remember. How does how do you find that out there?
0: He talks about it, he's like checking all his charities on his phone while he's on the plane. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if people found out that he was funding all these charities, it would ruin his like bad boy image in the press. <laughs> Alright, so we get there pre-wedding extravaganza. And then there's a really awesome sauna scene. And this scene, okay, Nia says how she's wearing this really skimpy bikini and it's red and her dad would never allow her to wear it. But I think then when we switch um, viewpoints and goes to Johan's view, we find out she's wearing like shorts. And like what's sexy to her and Scandalous mm-hmm. is, is actually really not that bad. She's just been, and this comes back throughout the book, That the dad is always like, you need to be like your mom. You need to be like a good woman who serves her man. And your mom knew how to be like a fine lady of Downton Abbey.
2: (laughs) Basically, he would like take all sexuality out of her because he didn't want anybody to take like any male to find her attractive because he knew that that was like a way he would lose her. Plus, her mom actually was the exact opposite of that and was a fiery like, yeah, personality and she was... All fight and that 's actually what he fell in love with, so you feel like part of the reason that he wants to keep that out of his daughters as a remembrance of his wife because then he 'd remember the true
0: and his wife died the day she was born, like she died yeah. in childbirth and he keeps telling her that like
2: yeah you're the reason we lost mom yeah, so you can't i can't lose you too or it's pretty Ooh, tormented he's a, great he's, he's in prison we're good yeah. <laughs> lord
0: but also that line she has when she finds out what her mom was really like and she goes he even took that away from he even took my mom's real personality away from
2: me yeah that was kind of the breaking point too with her and her father and her like realizing that her father was kind of just nothing
0: yeah because her dad keeps trying to contact her she's blocked all the calls from the you know prison because the dad's like how could you leave me like this you need to come visit me every day you need to do a b and c for me and she's like no you mm, suck mm, mm.
2: exactly <laughs> and our friends in the background like cheering her on which I think is like really important part of this it's like the friendships that she builds with the two lead characters from the other book mm-hmm. like are, are her, her support network and, and, and kind of are her new family so it kind of gives her the empowerment that she needs to like kind of come into her own which I think is important just for
0: yeah, so she, but her friends are also a little too overprotective, so she's like, I'm gonna leave the swimming pool, I'm going in the sauna by myself. Well, guess who's in there?
1: Teddy bear, <laughs> it's just the teddy
0: bear, <laughs> it's Johann von Braufstein, and he's like, not looking so hot. Well, it is really hot in the sauna, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> he. She makes up this nickname, or he uses this as a nickname, where he calls her Sugar Bubble. What does that mean?
1: Sugar Bubble.
0: I Googled it, because hmm. she's like, Google it, find out what it means. And I'm like, I did, I don't know what that means. I looked on, like, Urban Dictionary. I don't
1: know, it's just, it's a it's original material, you know?
0: And she starts calling him um, Fokoye, which is a fox fairy tale from Tesolo. And the fox would change himself into anything the other person desired. And it's, fairy tales also play a really big part in this book. And it's a simile for how Johann behaves in real life. And Johann also has some really great lines about people think fairy tales are all happy, but it's just because they're used to Disney. And I can't tell you how many times I've met people who think Disney movies are original stories. That Disney came up with.
2: <laughs> so I really appreciated that. I was like, oh, Johan's just as annoyed as I am. You think that maybe the sugar bubble is like because there's something called bubble sugar, That's which is I'm like a seeing, candy. Yeah. And it's a beautiful like adds a beautiful touch to cakes and cupcakes and pastries, but it's kind of breakable. <gasps> just like Does her heart. <laughs> I, I don't know, I guess. Sugar I mean bubble. it's the only thing I can find in here that would make sense, and it's like But if she's not into baking
0: or anything. Why? Well, I don't think it's that. I think it's it's supposed to be the... It's Okay. I guess I've just never Mm -hmm. heard that before. So they start talking in the sauna, and he kind of starts talking nonsense, and she's like, "Uh, how long have you been in the sauna before I got in here? And and he's like, I'm fine. And he gets up, faints, falls over on her. Classic. I love this stuff. I love romance. (laughs) God. (laughs) She's like trying to catch him. He's laying on top of her. There's, like, attendants who come in and just think they're having sex in the sauna. And she's like, oh, my God, please call a doctor. And they're like, sure, call a doctor. (laughs) She's like, this guy's about to die of dehydration. Um, But I don't know. I thought it was really cute. I loved it. Um, There's a few phone calls between Johan and his dad. He can't get a hold of his little brother. What else happens next? The wedding feast hunt thing, right? Yeah, They have to all go on a hunt and each catch an animal for the bride and groom. But it's all fun. It's not like, you know, caveman times. They just go and find this goat. And it's kind of hilarious because catching goats is pretty hard, actually. And then they just find a tied-up goat and take that instead. They get paired up together just because all the other couples are already couples. And then the
2: Nia's uh, grandma kind of finds them, well, no, first they find each other in, like, the...
0: No, this is before the hunt, and she's like, oh, you want to, like, go on this hunt with oh, my yeah, yeah, yeah. granddaughter? You better behave yourself, because I know what you're like from the tabloids. And Johan's like, yeah, I'm not going to mess around with your, with your granddaughter. And then the grandpa, I thought the grandpa was pretty funny, too. He's like, oh, wasn't there a young man from Lichtenburg when you were young who was trying to get with you? And then the grandma's like, uh, no, he was trying to get with you, dear. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and then Nia gets really irrationally angry during this hunt, which is like, if you're into someone, but you don't want to admit it, and then, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going like, to touch your daughter. She's like mad that he said that, but it
2: also makes no sense oh it makes perfect sense
0: right but it's like the kind (laughs) of conclusions you jump to that are just irrational and make no sense but when you like someone you just overanalyze everything they say yeah that's what it kind of reminded me of
2: oh no it's a perfect example
0: of it yeah so um so then the wedding happens yeah yeah she has a really tough time because everybody's kind of looking at her like there's the traitor's daughter at the table of honor what is she doing here And she tries to go up to leave, but then Johan actually walks her out because he noticed that her period has bled through her dress, which is also something you never see in a book ever. Yeah, (laughs) or in a movie or anything.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was not done. It was also not done, like, in a comedic aspect. It was, like, done, which is how it would be done. Like, like, it just happens. It just happens, and, like, he gets up to, like, protect her.
0: So he follows her out, but then at the end, he ties his jacket around her. And I'm like, why didn't you just do that in the beginning? Like, like,
2: <laughs> whatever. Well, I to... think that would have looked funny walking across. That would have been more obvious. No. Plus, wasn't it kind of an excuse for him to like get closer to get closer to
0: her, her? But then they almost kiss. They make it outside. They almost kiss because she's waiting for a shuttle to take her back to the hotel room. And then Grandma and Granddad, or right, yeah. pop out of the bushes and yeah. like... Which why are they in the bushes again? Because they were making out. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) Well, the next morning, um, her servant person, what do you call that? Maid, attendant. Yeah, attending. Comes in, and she's like, oh, can you bring this jacket back to Johan? And the attendant's like, oh, my God. And this is the same attendant that saw her. He slept here, and he left his jacket. And then she sees the stained dress and thinks that, like, her virginity was taken at age 30 whatever. So there's all these... uh, there's all these misunderstandings. Everyone thinks Johan and Nia have been getting it on. She escapes to like a gazebo and he comes after her, right?
2: Yeah. Or they meet well, I don't there think that, by like, accident. Yeah, I think it's an accident. I don't think it's like he was looking for her.
0: And he always wears his um, mom's wedding ring around his neck. And something happens where it breaks off. He's like scurrying around. She, trying to She
2: falls. She remember her right, shoe, her shoe right. gets stuck or something.
0: He's scurrying around trying to find it. He then, like, finds it, gets back up, and it looks like he's proposing to her. And the grandma and granddad, like, again, come back out, and are like, what are you
2: guys doing? You're getting what, engaged. <laughs> what they are already looking for because something came out in the news or something. I don't know, That's something right. That, there was some kind of media blow up about them hooking up, and grandma and That's grandpa right. were looking because they were not happy.
0: And so we have a fake engagement plot, which are some of my absolute favorites. I love fake dating plots.
2: But you got to kind of explain why there's a fake date because it's it, it's not just, like, she's likes him and that's why. Like, she's using it as an excuse to, like, go somewhere else, get away from, like, Travel. the Sola because, she, I mean, not, I mean, the Sola. Yeah. Because that's where she's supposed to be staying now and she, like, doesn't know how to be herself there and she, like, starts to develop herself in New York and then coming back here, she feels like herself is, like, kind of, like, going backwards mm-hmm. and she doesn't mm-hmm. want to become that. So she, like, uses it as an excuse. An, a way of like freeing herself and also as a revenge to her father, who's like trying to get her to come and visit him. And she wants him to, she kind of wants to get one over him, I guess like, yeah. kind of torture him. Like here I am, like I'm going to be with the bad boy, you know?
0: And then for Johan, they have a referendum coming up in his country to try to, uh, and his father the already monarchy. had suggested this,
2: yeah. um, when he heard about all them, like all the scandals, and he was like, no, you, this would be really good if they saw you with somebody, like, please bring her back.
0: It shows our monarchy is strong, and the people yeah. don't want to, especially when there's a couple, the people oh, well, don't want to get rid of. Oh, what a referendum of, is
2: so that they understand.
0: Um, basically, the people are voting on if, they're, uh, if they should get rid of the monarchy
2: yeah. or not. And, and
0: what I like about this in the book, it's never about the hero or the hero's family holding on to power. They're just like, if that's what the people want, well, we're out of here. That's totally fine. We just want to make sure they're not voting on this because somebody's egging them on and trying to claim power for a different political party, which is what this assholer guy is trying to do.
2: Yeah, but it's also, like, um, the the one thing I liked (laughs) about the stepfather (laughs) was the fact that he, like, legitly, like, had researched other um, types you remember that whole thing where he talks about how he like researched other types of government and like he's like, I have researched everything. Like I want what's best for the people, but this is like for, for, for a country that's so small, like this is what's best. But Which he was, I like, don't know if that's true. No, I don't know, you know necessarily if that's true, but that's what he believed. Um, and he also but he was like at the same time, like whatever the people want, I want to give them.
0: Oh, there was also a really cute scene that I wrote down where um, Nia gives Johan a juice box. And he's like, "Are you trying to make fun of me?" And she's like, "No, you fainted in the sauna. You need sugar in your system." Like it was just so cute how sincere she was about it. My teddy bear, my <laughs> juice box, adorable. Mm-hmm. I love
2: this book. I will. I will state that out of the three books, I had the hardest time relating to this one. But this is the one that Tabby related the most to. I couldn't relate to it as much because it was just like not yeah. my experience with the world. But um,
0: I just think, it. even if you don't understand it, Cole writes it in a way where makes sense. Oh, I sense, agree. It's very entertaining. It, it, yes,
2: it, it's very entertaining. I just, I like the other ones better. Like, yeah. I, I had more relations.
0: Stacey's a Tavish.
2: Yeah. Tavish person. Yep, sorry. <laughs> I like the second book the best. Mm.
0: Uh, so then the next stop is an actually another African country where they yes. have to go... For diplomacy reasons, it was a former colony of Lichtenburg, and Johann's there to kind of... Like, uh, he's yeah.
2: just trying to Assess reestablish a yeah. strong relationship so that there's they know that there's support for both, because it's a new leader. Um, it's the son that's now taking leadership.
0: I also like how there's never an apology or an excuse given to the crimes that Liechtenburg has committed during colonialism, they always own up to it. Yeah. And during this, they're like, Oh, you really want to help us maybe get rid of like all these landmines that are still in the ground and and after the Civil War and he's like, Okay, here's another charity. Like he's on it. Like he does it. Yeah. Um and then he also meets a lot of the kids in the hospital
2: who are recovering from those types of injuries. Well I think that that's just who he is like that's the role his mother played so that's yeah. the role he grew up playing because um you find out that like his mother was huge into like all of the charities and like going and helping yeah. the people and like trying to like be more of a um
0: and this is the part he's holding on to of her. yes like this so is- like this
2: is like who he, and then so that's why he also keeps it say like kind of keeps it out of the press. It's not just because of his image, but it has a lot to do with that's like his part of his mother that he's allowed to keep, um, and those were his memories that he's allowed to keep. So him helping these people is like his way of like keeping her with him at all times.
0: I thought there was a really cute encounter here where a little girl comes up to him, um, and she goes. My mother says, "Never to trust a Lichtenburger, because they'll steal your land from you while handing you a lollipop." And Johan goes, "Your mom's a really smart lady, I'm all out of lollipops, so you're safe today." <laughs> <laughs> that was really cute. Um, so they travel back to Lichtenburg. There's also really great we haven't really gone into it. But her writing about sexual um, attraction, why these people are into each other, and also the writing and all the sex scenes—I think is phenomenal. Oh yeah, really works. Well,
2: like I said, it it, it's it's it goes into the interactions, even sexually, where it's not just turned into like some hot mess of like a romance novel. You know what I mean? It's always it always makes sense with the characters and how they react and how they don't react and how that's in this one her innocence and like her trying to come out you really see it in all of the um kind of hot and heavy scenes because there's always like this like uh nerdy tech way of her talking through this and then like slowly as it as she gets more comfortable she begins to talk more and more dirty but it's like in such like an innocent way at first but it's like such a push for her to even attempt
0: yeah and so they start owning up to each other that they are attracted to one one another and yeah, this is all fake dating, but they can, you know, kind of mess around while they're, you know, while they're doing all Friends that. with benefits. Friends with benefits. Because
2: that's what they keep calling each other is friends. Like, we're actually friends. And, and, he, and in he keeps calling her, like, na- she keeps calling him, like, nice. And, like, that. just, like, for some reason, he's never been, he doesn't really get called that anymore um, because he does play that bad boy image. Which you do see in, like, the other two books, like, um, that he is a nice guy because one, like, Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, you see, like, in the second book, like, he ends up, like, coming in and, like, kind of, like, saving them. Like, Mm -hmm. or, like, kind of, like, helping them deal with, like, him becoming a duke. Um, And he didn't have to do that. He, like, just spends his time, like, because his friend asked him to. You know, and it's, like, such a remark. It's, like, so you already kind of know that he's nicer than he's trying to portray himself, because otherwise he wouldn't be important into these other real people that have, like, real identities and, like, um you already like really like them so you're like okay you got to give him the benefit of the doubt you know i don't know how to explain that other than that yeah
0: so there, there's a joke in here that just kills me because he keeps getting this look in his eye looking at her because he's like really attracted to her and she goes what why are you looking at me like that like what are you thinking about And he's like just thinking about schnitzel <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like they start making out again and she's like Oh, he has that look in his eye again. I guess he's thinking about schnitzel again. And then the next line is like, "Wait, I am the schnitzel." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really cute. Um, I actually have the dirty talk marked because it's so bad.
2: Like I was cracking up reading it,
0: but it's funny to him too. You yeah. know, it, like no, it doesn't.
2: It's not like he takes it. He just he finds it endearing. Yeah. Like,
0: cause she's like, your muscles are very firm. Like, it reads like that. In this re- I read it in this robotic voice, and he just thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> so they arrive there. She meets the
2: brother mm-hmm. and the dad. I think actually one of my favorite scenes in the book is when the brother comes. Um, well, I guess you should, we should first say like how the brother comes out.
0: The brother is supposed to be, you know, very down-nabby, very royal. Johan has brought him up to always conform, so none of the other boys pick on him. He's like, I will not let what happened to me happen to my brother. And the brother takes it it as, he only wants me to be this certain way.
2: Yeah, he takes it more of, like, a confinement and not wanting to, like, actually allowing him to be himself. And it's never done in that manner from... What's his... I just forgot the lead character's name. Nia? Yeah. No, the guy. Johan? Johan. Um, he he doesn't do it in that way, but that's how his brother takes it, is that he's, he's like trying to... Te- yeah, he's like a teenager. He doesn't understand. He's like his brother wants to put him in a box. And... Um, Anyway, so the first scene of you meeting the brother is him coming out with like blue hair. Yeah, it's like pink like hair. blue spiky hair nail and like polish. makeup, nail yeah. polish, like Looking good. Like just looking completely like Yeah, and the they, opposite they get of into what? a fight and And I think like the first image is like the first thought his brother thinks is, "Oh my god, they're going to tear him apart." You know, and it's like that's the whole point is like you see right there Johan doesn't care that his brother looks like that. He just cares that it's going to get him hurt. Yeah, and I don't. And then his brother's opinion is like, "Oh, I, I just pissed off my brother." Yes, like this, you know.
0: And then Nia has a really gr- great line of, because um, Yoon's like, "Oh, why does my brother hate me all of a sudden?" This is one of my most important relationships. And Nia goes, "Your brother doesn't hate you. Nobody goes to that length to get somebody's attention if yeah. they would hate you." Yeah. Um. And also another thing that's been going on, she keeps playing this dating game. And you have to respond to the messages in the dating game. And Johan
2: thinks she has like another boyfriend. But also in the dating game, there is a character that is built off of Johan. And so she's actually pretend dating Johan in the game. Yeah. So it's like an interesting interaction because this whole time he's thinking that she's like getting text messages from this other guy who's not worthy of her because he's read a couple of the texts and they're kind of like not appropriate. And, (laughs) (laughs) and she's like, playing a game not knowing anything or why like I think she does realize at one point that he thinks there's somebody else but like but she's
0: like I'm not gonna reveal that I'm just playing like a stupid thing yeah because that's just gonna make
2: me look like an idiot so it's like it's it's pretty funny
0: also the character in the game is trying to overthrow his own government
2: oh that's important yeah 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 um, later on. I don't know I guess my favorite scene is like right after that happens the brother comes to her in her room because she was like kind of cool when she met him and like commented on like his yeah. hair. So he comes and he's like dressed normal again, right? So he's got no hair, he's like dressed like whatever Soon time. and she like watches she likes she's like getting ready and she like invites him in and she like goes to start putting on this lip gloss which you know is like sparkly and it's i guess like a high brand because Reggie sent it to her and if you learn later that like Reggie gets all these like is it, it's Reggie that gets it. I think it was it.
0: Portia got it through the. It doesn't matter. No, but Portia got those, it through Reggie through because Reggie. Portia yeah. got
2: it through Reggie to try it out because Reggie has that runs like a uh, internet website for girls which with glasses, I wish was which was real. Which like yeah, everybody <laughs> does, and um, is basically like a nerd website for females, and um, so Reggie sent her this lip gloss and I guess it's like an exclusive lip gloss and the second he like sees her holding it he gets so excited and she like but he
0: doesn't try to show it no and then the line i love is she's like i know that look in his eye but he doesn't want me he wants the lip gloss yeah like (laughs) he's out for the lip gloss
2: yeah and so she like you want to try it on and he, like, puts it on. And it's the whole interaction was, like, she was playing it so cool. And I guess you have to understand also that we don't mention this in this. We haven't mentioned this so far. But Naya used to run, work at an orphanage. So she worked with troubled kids. So she really has a grasp and an understanding for how teenagers dealing with issues, how you have to react. So it's kind of important to see how good she is at that. Because it's, like, how she handles her, his brother is, like, perfect.
0: How you doing over there, Sam? You following yeah, you're the plot? Yeah, you're very quiet. <laughs>
1: I am completely it, out of my league.
0: Is it too convoluted?
1: No, I'm just I'm letting you guys have a field day. This is just, just not. It's just not my thing at all.
0: It will be once they make these into movies, like, and oh we will be God. playing them all day long. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, also another thing I really liked is Letty very early, not Letty. What's this person's name? Nia asked Johan about the referendum and what's going on in this country and he's like oh you actually care about that because for her to actually show an interest in his culture and where he's from and in him other than you know his hot body because he's the tabloid prince on paper I thought was just these little things they throw in there to show like oh these people actually care about each other and each other's personalities
2: yeah it's not all it's not all like a physical appearance thing exactly. which is actually really important because what you do find out is that you want to go into this because you're probably more passionate about this than I am in terms of like who she is sexually
0: Um yeah so she's supposed to be I think demisexual which yes. means that you don't feel sexual attraction until you form an emotional bond with somebody
2: Yeah and um, this is not something that's like it's just starting to come out in the mainstream like recently actually I think I read the first article about it probably two weeks ago. Yeah,
0: I, I'm on the asexual spectrum, which is why I really connected with this book too. But I didn't find that community until very late in my life. And like, it's one of those things where like, oh, everything makes sense now. So I really appreciate books like these and, you know, that include all different kinds of diversity and all different kinds of people because I think as the more it's around us, and more you read about it, the more you will have children growing up, knowing like understanding
2: that it it's sounds okay better yeah, yeah not thinking yeah. that you're odd or weird or that you know this is normal you know ever the people are people are different um i actually love that's one of the things that i, I knew that tell was going to like this book when i was reading it and one of the reasons why i appreciate it is that there's just you know they they have the asexual thing or, sorry demise- demisexual thing. It's, it's a it's on the asexual a, spectrum so um and then there's also um uh, you know there's the bisexual because that's johan he appreciates both sexes. And then you have the brother who is, you'll find out what what we are hinting at so far, but we haven't gone into, is that he actually is um doesn't define himself as either sex. So he wants to eventually refer himself as they or them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um he doesn't um he doesn't recognize himself as a male or a female, which is what he's struggling with internally and that his brother's going to eventually find out about. I mean, we're struggling with
0: it right now, talking about it, and I know I've never had this much of a problem with somebody going between male and female because they're still conforming to established ideas because everything is gendered. Everything falls in those two categories in the culture we live in. And to me, my brain makes that switch very easily. Like, oh, you want to be called, like, a man now? That's fine with me. But there's actually a person who's um, non-binary at one of my jobs, And I had a lot of trouble not saying she or her because these people are trying to make a space for themselves and define themselves as, no, we don't have to be either or. And I think that work is so difficult and trying to make people understand because even when I'm trying so hard, I kept having to correct myself because my brain, our brains are just like programmed that way so hardcore that when you're actually faced with somebody who's like, oh, no. I am non-binary, just call me they or them, it's actually, I had a lot of trouble with it, I think it's actually really difficult, Um, so yeah, we find out, or Nia finds out, that Lucas is trans, non-binary, and is that the next thing that happens, or no, do they go to, no, 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 they go on like a little walk excursion, just Johan and Nia, and they get accosted by paparazzi but it turns out these are paparazzi that Johan has formed a relationship with you know people who's like he's cool with them taking pictures of him they write pretty good things about him like because these people will follow you around all your life so you kind of build a relationship with them and for Nia it's all a bit too much so when they go back through the secret entrance there's actually a graffiti of like down with the monarchy and there's a lot of stuff in the press about like the monarchy is bad and we have to destroy it And Johan's kind of starting to wonder, like, this has never been this bad before. Why now, all of a sudden, is there a big push from the people to bring down the monarchy? Because we've been doing fine so far. And then then we have the Christmas market. I think so. Just like a traditional European Christmas market. And it's all new to Nia. And she's like, why are there creepy marionettes everywhere? (laughs) (laughs) We love our creepy marionettes. And they go to all the stalls and something that Nia notices here is that Johan's in full-on protective mode while still playing like the playboy prince and he doesn't care about anything but he's always got his eye on like his brother and Nia and making sure they're always in you know eyesight and yeah he's kind of handling it all and she realizes that he puts a lot of pressure on himself by not right he's not sharing that responsibility of he's like no I have to protect everyone I have to Right, because that's that's what happened with his mom. Of mm-hmm. like, I couldn't protect my mom from dying, so he's like in hyperdrive now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: um And then a lady comes out with a like fake baby, and she's like, "I have Johann's child. This is his." And it's just to rile the people up and say that he's a bad person and he's might cheated on.
2: Yeah, it's just a publicity stunt. It's just a publicity stunt. It's like a redheaded child, that's all.
0: And Johan thinks Nia's going to get overwhelmed again because they're like, what do you think about this? What do you think about your fiancé having this other baby? And she goes, "Uh, have you seen baby pictures of this guy? Because that baby was pretty cute and he's not. So there's no (laughs) way they were related. And everybody laughs and it diffuses the situation. Well, I think that
2: people forget that Nia has grown up in...
0: That's what she says to him. Yeah, like, she, he's like I think oh, everybody thinks that she's
2: so like sweet and innocent, but forgets that like she, grew she's the up. daughter of a traitor. Yeah, like well, then not only like, she's she's you grew know, up she's in the royal, royal family. She, is, she understands like how you're supposed to act and, and the games I mean, I was, they play. Yeah, the like diplomacy. Yeah, and, yeah, she gets all of it. So I think that there's like this underlying thing where you like see her as such a fragile thing, and even he does it, and it, that's what she's fighting against. Like yeah. that's not who don't I am. don't underestimate me. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm. I'm just as strong as anyone else.
0: So then he brings her to the grandma's home, and the grandma's very separate from the royal family. She lives her the life. She's not royal family. She's yeah. his mother's
2: Yeah, she doesn't want mom. anything
0: to do with that. Yeah. And they talk about the referendum getting out of control, and they're voting on it in just a few days. And the line here is really great, where the grandma says, oh, should I do an accent? Should I do a Lichtenberg accent? Oh, you accent? should totally do a Lichtenberg accent. Um, yeah, we didn't have a referendums in my jour. No, well, how do you do that? It how do you French. do the French? It is French. Oh, it's French German, and German and French. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do it. She goes, "We didn't have referendums in my day. If you didn't like a government, you toppled it. But kids these days, what can you expect? <laughs> as long as they leave me and my Schweine in peace, I don't care." She has like a pig farm over there. And then Nia asks, "Wait, are you saying you toppled?" governments in your day and she goes i said no such thing i'm but a humble farm girl and then her she like winks like this grandma's like seen
2: some shit like i love the grandma uh i think i like the line she gives when she's she told him that she's only allowed to bring somebody home if he plans on marrying her and i think everybody always
0: says like oh you're way too good for him yeah like <laughs> the brother says that too
2: but the the point is is that like this is like his one place that he gets to be himself and doesn't have to play mm, the playboy face. Yeah. and somebody that like has seen him be sensitive and, you know, knows that he's that person and, and she's kind of tough too. So she gets to kind of like see, like see both sides, you know? So it's, it's, I think it's important in the developing of like his character that there's like his safe haven too, and that he brings her there.
0: So a few things happen here. Nia finds out that her dad has gone on a hunger strike to bring her back, like, I'm not eating until my daughter comes to see me. And this is where her cousin calls her and it's like, I just want to make sure you know that your mom was a badass. Mm-hmm. And that's what she finds out in the book. The other thing that happens is the character in her dating game who's trying to overthrow the governments, she gets those messages and the staff of security... Right. Johan's like bodyguard or somebody or assistant like sees those messages on her phone. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing that happens is Nia and the prince, the little brother, they take a bunch of pictures and he's like, oh, can you send me that picture? And she's like, I don't know how to do that. And hands them her phone. And what happens next? Do you know what happens next? Do you he remember? Sees, he
2: sees the image.
1: Wait, what? What does she do with her phone? She doesn't know how to use a flashlight or send (laughs) pictures. Why is she even using a phone?
2: She just like wasn't a, she didn't have friends to like text back and forth like until recently. So there was like no use for like a phone. She didn't take mm. pictures. She was like very she was in a glass bubble. Thinking,
1: why is she even taking the pictures with her like what? She's obviously not like posting them on Instagram because that would be way above.
2: Oh, no, she's sending them to her group text with yeah. her friends. Everything is about her friends. Like everything she does.
1: wait But is, you like, said she just didn't know how to like send those pictures to the guy.
2: I don't know. I
0: don't know how to do that. How do you do that? He's like, Google Drop clouded to me. And she's like, Oh, I, don't I thought know. He just said, like,
1: just text
2: it oh, to no, me. Oh, no, no, He's he like, Google drop it. He's
0: like, something, something. And she's mm. like, I don't know what you're talking about here. Just have my okay. phone.
2: Okay. Um,
0: what happens next? Oh, okay. Um, I think Johan punches the Ashlocha guy. Yeah. Because he's had enough of his antics. And Nia. And oh no, because he went
2: up to Nia like by himself and like yeah. started like and the, and the in, a, in a very hostile way. Started like yeah. making himself known.
0: And Lucas is like, "Great, here you are, just punching people out. That's a really great example." Are they going to work it out, Stacey? I don't know. By the what end do you of think? the book, are the brothers gonna, the siblings going to work it out?
2: um i want to find there was that scene too like now where you you see like johan and naya, naya talk about the brother and like he thinks that the brother hates him and then like she like kind of like explains like this is between you two because she already has figured it out by this time by this point yeah she's already figured it all out
0: but she's like i'm not gonna out them to the brother like they have to have that they conversation. have to figure it out like
2: themselves yeah um at the same time you find out whoever's posting all this stuff online it's coming from inside the
0: ah yes i love this because
2: yeah. johan's like something's not right there's this one
0: user online who's really like egging on all this anti-monarchy stuff mm-hmm. and so he hits up Portia, which yeah. i was like please just ask Portia to help and then he does which is yeah. so satisfying when she brings her characters back yeah, in a okay. way that makes sense
2: yeah also just for knowledge Portia's mm-hmm. like um
0: Internet sleuth.
2: She's, yeah, she's like amazing at finding things. Yeah, she's like you with the everything. Google. Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> Sam oh, with Sam Google. is such
0: a Porsche, and you're a Tavish, and that's why you guys are together. Oh, my God. No, I, yeah. it on. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, so they find out the IP address is coming from Lucas's school. And then it's coming from inside the palace.
2: Yes, and then... But yeah. first they go to the opera. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I just pictured like a cheesy enhance. <laughs> the I.P. is coming from inside the Pentagon. <laughs> it's basically what
0: happened. Sorry, keep the opera.
2: But sh- By the way, this whole thing of like they're... Okay, so again I told you not a romance person, never liked the books. I think that's one of the reasons why I can read these books. Wait, you're not a romance person? No, not romance and books. Reading. Reading. I don't oh. like romance books. I like movies. That's Does fine. Does Twilight not count? No, because there's other stuff going on and that's considered fantasy. So shove it.
0: Huh. Um, Somebody got it. sneaking into your room and watching you sleep is not romantic. Got no, it, got that's it, got just it. creepy.
2: <laughs> um anyway. Uh
1: forgive my ignorance. Yes.
2: <laughs> The thing that's in all of these books is there's always like some kind of mystery. That's true. Yeah. There's so other plots going there's on. There's always like this mystery plot where you're like trying to figure it out. And that's kind of how my brain works with books, is I like to try and figure it it works like that way with movies too, but like um, I love trying to figure out before the end like before things happen. And then in all of these books there's always like this secret underlying like something that you don't so you, know that you're trying you to figure it out. out right away oh, that yeah.
0: lucas was the yeah. guy right yeah. Or, yeah. or the person yeah but i hard. like
2: but i like that there's that challenge of like figuring it out and then watching the other characters try and figure it out that's that is what got me through the first book and definitely mm-hmm. the second book like i loved that mm-hmm. because it was like that throughout and it was like it the first book i feel like it started kind of halfway and that's when you had the, you know, because that's when Naya's dad started poisoning, and so that's where that challenge. That's why I mm-hmm. had a hard time with the first part of that book, and then I read the second part of the book, like, in no time When at they were not so Solo. Yeah, so, but in the second one, she, like, kind of dialed in on that. She had that from the start to finish, and then this one, there was from start to finish, kind of, too. That's true. So, yeah, this
0: one has so much going on. Yeah. Um, so they go to the opera, and also at a press conference right before that, Johan gets out it because they're like, well, if you're not a bad guy and if you're not using all of our people's tax money, then what are all these like offshore accounts? And that's when he has to divulge like his sacred secret of this is between me and my dead mom. And he's like, these are all charities that I'm funding. And then all the people like love him again. Oh, Jojo, Prince Jojo. he's But he the greatest. feels
2: completely exposed and he
0: doesn't like it. Yeah. He's like, well, this is the part I kept to myself.
1: So wait, are the nonprofits technically funded by the taxpayers?
2: No, they're technically funded by his own personal money. So the which
1: dad, he got from the taxpayers. No, 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 no.
0: So the king actually has a really, um, like this really profitable sport company, which mm, like yeah, a
1: sport <laughs> company. It's
0: not a fork. <laughs> it's not a spoon. <sighs>
2: A <laughs>
0: What will you think of like next, the most Germany? Thing.
1: I own a sport company. Well,
2: the second book is i it's about sword making, so uh, that's, yeah, that's
1: way more specific <laughs> than a sport company.
2: Well, but Johann being part
0: of the royal family too, you just get hooked up. You get people wanting to you to represent them, sure. their product, blah blah blah. You just.
2: He, like, he's an image he sells himself but he's he also a smart businessman Exactly. Um, so he has like he does a lot of I get the vibe that he's like a, a like trader mm. you know what I mean he, like, like a he, business savvy yeah he's just very business savvy he's constantly like that his his charitable organizations like he's constantly in tap with all of his businesses he's like, like he's you working with the stocks the time. over there yeah he's always hey, on hey, the stocks hey hey
1: hey you didn't see nothing <laughs>
0: Um, and then at the opera, it's his favorite opera show, At intermission, the main singer comes out, and him and Nia are in the royal booth, and the singer goes, I just found out that the person who made my dream possible, to, who funded my scholarship, was this foundation, which was founded by Prince Jojo, and everybody like claps for him, and he's like, this is overwhelming, and he runs out to the bartender, and the bartender's like, what can I get you, my friend? And he's like, oh, "Some privacy. I just need some privacy at the bar."
1: You like that, on the rocks or up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it kicks him out of the room.
0: And then Nia kind of comes after him, and this is where we finally get um, our sex scene. And this at are, the like, bar. Yeah, it, it, it's very. Wait, what? Yeah.
2: Would you have sex at the at opera? The at the opera bar. bar. It's can- like, but they like. Are by themselves is it's you know what? it's very pretty woman how you guys he... remember that seated pretty woman where he kicks everybody out of the out of the uh but is
0: that something people fantasize about having sex at the opera? oh yeah
2: people fantasize about having I just places like in public.
1: how how do you keep people out of the bar well he I has
2: like his private boot like this it, is it, his it, private hmm. okay, okay it's like a private room Got this it. didn't work for me but it worked for them and i'm there for it so <laughs> okay <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, remember the scene in Pretty Woman where uh he kicks everybody out of the he's like playing piano and he kicks everybody out and then they have sex on the piano? I feel like this is very like hmm. that scene, and so obviously the first a thing. time
0: having sex though i don't uh, I, I mean i don't know they can do i don't think they they th- want. Did they
2: do they like fully have sex? I thought it was just more of a uh, no, this was when just they the actually tip. have sex okay just. <laughs>
0: but it's been oh, um but it's been building up along the way where they're kind of they start with kissing and then it was like touching and it like every step made sense and it was like it he was, was a very meeting, good development in this he the sex was meeting department. her yeah. where she was and they kind of go from there
1: well this bar is not getting an A from the health inspector <laughs> <from>, uh, <laughs>
0: tell you that and then they also confess to each other that they love each other cuz they've been having a lot of anxiety over when this referendum voting is over she's going back to her country he's going back to you they're, know they're the basically the deal's off you deals know off, like yeah they're not the, engagements the fake engagements
2: off. off and that was the plan from the beginning and at this point they're both uh, up until this point they're both like expecting the other person to to leave and not wanting to be the vulnerable one and so this is where they finally give in and just admit that they don't Find that they are that both, vulnerable. both vulnerable
0: and it's it's makes sense that this place and i feel like any other author could have dragged us on for another 100 pages of like will they won't they or like does he like me does he not like me and i like that she didn't go there and i also like that they talk about um just their issues because he has a lot of issues with being open and vulnerable and processing his feelings because they kind of tend to all come out at once and that's why he hides them away just like Vulcans and Star Trek, that's well, where they hide their feelings away.
2: <laughs> well, I feel like it's it. it Shaking my it, head. You either you're in with him or you're out. So either you're on the outside of the the front and the you know the image, or you're in there and it's just like he has right, just nothing right. but love. So it's kind of like
0: he has to shadow that Playboy image because that's his protective wall. And yeah, he that's, needs to that's get how he that. keeps
2: everyone out is just putting up the image 24 hours a day. This is and all then...
1: happening at the bar still?
2: Yes. Yes. Wow. It's a very emotional bar. Man, no kidding.
0: <laughs> Portia's been sending him these uh, therapist recommendations. Porsche's the yeah. parent from the second book. and
2: She's my favorite, by the way. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
0: I can't choose. They're all, they're all great. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I'm probably, like, I'm going to take you up on that. Like, I'm going to do that. And they're each going to work on their issues. And it's not like, we found each other and everything's happy forever. Because there's a scene in there where he goes, okay, I'll promise you I'll never take my feelings out on you again. And then he's like, okay, never mind. Like, right after he says that, he's like, I'm human, so I'll probably keep doing that, but I'm going to work on
2: it. There's, just a, there's a humanistic aspect yeah. to this book that you don't get, I guess, with a lot of character development and romances. It's always like this perfect, like, happy ender, happy ending, and I mean, just like you see with all romance, like, movies as well. It's just like this, oh, it's everything's fine after we get together. And it's like, no, relationships take work. And I like that she brings that aspect into the books, because I feel like... A lot of people grow up like thinking that there's this happy right. ever ending happy ending and there's no work involved and that's just not the case.
0: And like Johan says, there's no fairy tale endings. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they go back to the palace castle thing. He I think he's already up like working on his charity stuff. And he gets the info from Portia that the IP address is now coming out of the palace. Who could it be? (laughs) And his uh, chief of security, Tasha Yar, comes in. That's another Star Trek
2: joke. Forget it. This is the
1: wrong crowd. His chief of security couldn't find the IP address?
2: He wanted someone from the outside, too. He wanted it someone he trusted. Can't trust anybody.
0: Exactly. And also, chief of security goes, "Um, I saw some really like anarchist messages on your fiancé's phone. Oh, no. And I think she's planning to take down the government. Oh, no. And this is where the IP address is probably coming from. And he's like, no, it can't be. <laughs> and he goes in there. And he's like, all right, I just got to ask you about this because the whole book is about them being honest to each other. And She laughs it off and she's like, no, it's this dumb game I didn't want to tell you about. And he's like, oh, you're playing a game with like a fake me that you're dating while you're dating me in real life. That's a little weird. And she's like, she owns up to it. She's like, yeah, it is weird. But I also haven't been playing it for like the past. She stops playing it. I
1: stopped um, last night.
2: But <laughs> I, I can stop anytime. <laughs> but the, the, I think he and then he gets really upset because he's like, well, does she like the real me, or is she really like the romance, like the the playboy me? Because she's been playing this game where she's playing, you know, the playboy me. So she, he gets yeah. like, is she just another one of those ones that wants me for right? And the then image.
0: she's like, well, that's not fair because you ignored me and wouldn't talk to me for the first year we knew each other. So you're you've been a dick too. And he's like, yep, we're both jerks. Yeah.
2: Basically. Um,
1: <laughs> Having said that, let me check your IP
0: address. Mm-hmm. And no. then he's like, "Well, let me look." He looks over the game. Oh no, no! no. I think then they kind of part. they said
2: they fight. They're fighting. Yeah, they're
0: fighting. She's
2: he then like goes.
0: He then goes to look up this game, look up like gameplay vids online, and he sees the storyline of his character is like all the graffiti is the exact same graffiti he saw in the streets yeah. of like "Down with the monarchy," blah blah blah, and all the pieces are clicking together. And he goes over to his brother. And his brother is currently eating his favorite froyo, which is also the name of the froyo is the same name as the user who's been posting all this anarchist uh, stuff uh, online.
1: This guy's <laughs> not very clever.
2: Well, he's not going to suspect he's his, his own sibling. <laughs> oh, <or the>, yeah. <laughs> he's not really that smart. He's supposed to. He's just acting out. Like well, and
0: yet. this scene is this is one of my favorite scenes in here because it's the
1: username's Jabani. <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> Chocolate chip. <laughs>
1: Froyo 69?
0: That's inappropriate.
1: Sorry. Oh, that's inappropriate.
0: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so everyone's just having like snacks and breakfast and having a good time. The stepdad. And then Johan comes in and kind of drops the bomb. And this is where... Lucas comes out as being non-binary. He tries to explain it to his dad. And he basically acted out because he didn't want to be, be fitted into another mold of a person he didn't, he didn't want to be. He's like, this whole person you've been training me to be my whole life. I, I can't be a king. I can't, king, I can't, can't be a
2: queen. And I don't know how to be. I
0: right. don't know how to, like. Yeah. And then they kind of talk it out. And they're like, we're going to go to, you know, we're going to go to therapy and figure it out and then they hold a press conference to explain it all to the public and what's been happening and lucas goes i'm gonna be called they and them and i'm gonna be the new uh pranks Mm -hmm. pranks that's pretty normal like for accompanying all genders you put an x um and this uh, on the stepdad is like because there's always sort of like a distance between them because he's the stepdad and Johan's not really his son and you know the mom kind of abandoned him not really but that's how he feels and he's trying to get over that you know the dad's kind of joking like oh do you do you still hate me and Johan's like he has this really great line about oh I just feel the same kind of love for you I feel for a regular dad because you're the one who brought me up like you're the one who's been taking care of me this whole time and they have this just beautiful moment where they're being honest with their feelings and forming this family, right? Yep. It's very oh, heartwarming. Gorgeous. <laughs> All right, so Nia's going back. She's going back to Tesolo because remember that her dad has been starving himself, and she's going to go check up on him, and he's, she's like, I can't just let this go if my dad dies. I will never forgive myself. She goes in there and dad's just watching telenovela, like eating apples, like <laughs> having a great time. <laughs> I think that dad like tries to hide the apple, which is so funny to me. Yeah, no, he's, he like, tried, like, tries like throw the apple or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, my daughter, I'm so sick. I'm so <laughs> hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> we go through all this internal turmoil that she has at seeing what's really happening and how her dad has used her again. But then she's also like a player and she's gonna win this game of diplomacy and power. I love this. Like, she's like, Oh, dad, I've been on my own and you're right. I'm just so terrible at it and I can't, you're right all along. I'm so weak. And the dad's like, Here, there, there now. You're here with me and you'll come visit me every day. And I'm gonna install a hut right next to the prison so you can like live with me almost. And she's like, Oh, I'd love that because I've lost all our family money. And he's like, What, what, what? She's like, yeah, you were right. I'm just really dumb. And I spent it all on things. I don't have any more money left. And he goes, and also they're trying to get all these like state secrets out of him, but he refuses to talk to anyone in prison. Yeah. Unless his daughter comes to see him and he goes, I have secret money stashed away with all my other secrets in your mom's um, wedding dress, like special box. And she's like, okay, I don't know if I've sold it yet, I could go check. And she like pretends to be stupid to get all this information out of him. And he just falls for it the whole time. And she and he's like, Well, that's okay. I'm here now. And well, I'll see you tomorrow. And she's like, Okay, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. And then she's like, psych. She walks Boom. out of the prison. There's like a slow-mo shot of her walking out. You know, it's like Brooklyn 99. There's explosions going off in the back. She's like, I'm done with my dad. That's not a relationship that's ever going to work out. And also, what a jerk for hiding all his shady deals in my mom's wedding dress. I hate him. Drop the mic. (laughs) Drop the mic. That's what she does.
2: Yep. After the slow-mo scene.
0: (laughs) And then, so she, they've broken up. They've gone their separate ways. She's given the wedding ring back to him. And then she goes back to the gazebo, the famous gazebo. Oh,
1: those gazebos. And
0: guess who's there?
1: They always get you.
0: It's Johann von Braustein. And they're working it out, and they live happily ever after, and they love each other. They're but they're going to therapy,
2: and there's, like, tough work involved. Things. Yeah.
0: And then she moves back to Lichtenburg, because that's kind of where she feels at that home. That's her new home. Yeah. She doesn't really want to be in her own country anymore, where everybody... Think she's a criminal and none of the book okay every romance book ends with even if they known each other for three days and then they got married and they had five kids and this is what every woman wants so that's how this book is gonna end in this book like yeah they they get married and she's in epilogue she's pregnant and it actually makes sense for that character none of like none of these other books end like that no like, the
2: the first one um with uh They don't get married Letty, until this They don't book. get they don't get married cuz they in the first one it ends with them deciding that they're going to go back and let Letty finish her her schooling so he moves to New York with her and then they live there for a little while and then when they move back to the, after she's already graduated like which is like 2 years later they make it seem like it's like 2 years later mm-hmm. um, that's when the wedding occurs because you know at this time Naya's been there with them mm mm-hmm. Mhm Kind in New of York. like in New York, right tavish yeah. and
0: Portia, they don't get married, yeah, no, not maybe right away. later on Actually they're not even yeah, her sister Reggie, they didn't get married in that book,
2: yeah, like, none of them, and like they all, all them, they all just yeah. about deciding to be together and eventually getting married, and I don't even think that like they're married in by this book
0: like, no only they're not.
2: only letty's like, yeah Letty's getting yeah. married
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, Fabiola and Likotsky
2: aren't married either, I think. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: But they're together. Oh, they, some... talk
2: about it, like, they, they talk about their engagement, though.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, they that's get
2: engaged. True. They get engaged kind of quick. I feel like there's... A, but they were like that from the beginning. Like, they they move faster. Than... That's
0: true. But it's just very modern, and it's yeah. not this, like, this is what women want, and women want to make sandwiches for their husbands, you know? And, like, it just feels really great, and it, like... I was okay with her being pregnant i was okay with that family that they're building now yeah and then my last note is i just love the
2: covers every single review i read was like all talked about the covers yeah like every single one was like if the book can just match the cover
0: The covers so are funny. great
2: <laughs> yeah because there i did some research on it
0: um for the Fabiola and Lekotsky, that was a stock image mm-hmm. of, like, a real couple that they put online and they found it and were like, oh, we're going to use it for this book. And the couple's like, oh, man, that's great. Like, we're on this book now. And it fits the book, you know. And I think that publishers really shoehorn, like, make the covers what they want. And with this book, I just... With the whole series, I felt like it's just... there's are such beautiful covers. You want to look at them. They're not annoying. They look like the characters... And I really, really appreciate it.
2: I also want to mention that I think that one of the reasons that Alicia Cole like does such a good job with like Alyssa. so many. Alyssa. Sorry. Alyssa Cole does such a good job with like so many different like genres. is because mm. she kind of lives two lives. Did you read anything up on her? You know, she lives like part time in New York and then the other part time she lives in like the Caribbean. I didn't so know she, that. Yeah. No. So she like, so she gets like a very different perspective from that hmm. aspect. So I think that she brings that in a lot.
0: Hmm. I know she's really into the royal family, so you guys would really get along, Sam, Mm because Sam's also just obsessed with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um. What is she wearing today?
2: (laughs) (laughs) How is the proper way to stir tea?
1: (laughs) She upset the other wife.
2: They're in a
1: feud. (laughs) Oh, now they made up. Everything's cool. Uh, no. I don't even know what their names are.
0: You seem to know more about it than I do. <laughs> I don't know. You it say pops you're up not into this. <laughs> you say you're not it, into this. I'm not.
1: It follows me.
0: Well, uh, that's it. Any last thoughts about no. a. Where does this
1: this rank on your all-time greatest romance novel list?
0: Well, I don't read that many romance novels because a lot of them annoy me. Hmm. Because it's my favorite It's not true. You read a lot. I feel like you've read a lot. Which one? Name one. I I can't name shit. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Look at my shelves. There's nothing over there. (laughs) I got to start one and then I'll just get annoyed at something Hmm. in it or... But these these books are just, they're just great books. Like, forget that they're romance books. And I'm not trying to throw the romance genre under the bus because people, sure sounds like you people do that already. Like, oh, it's marketed to women. It's just silly literature. It's not, people. Take it seriously.
2: Uh, no, seriously. You should see how much I got shit at work for reading these books. Like, everybody is that what you read?
0: And that's when you say, yeah, that's what I read. And then you throw the book at them. <laughs> You do like the book John Wick thing where you just you choke him out. Yeah, I like, thought about
1: that. <laughs> Back to, to see you John Wick. Third time now, full circle.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope we have made you run out there to buy all of Alyssa Cole's books. Even though romance is the highest grossing literary genre, it unfortunately still has to deal with a lot of prejudice from folks not taking it seriously. It's always a good feeling to support self-published authors kicking butt. We hope to cover more books in the future, and we also have another video game podcast coming up.